there and welcome to the People Center. My name is Lolita Coppage. Remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139.14, and please, let's not do this thing called life alone. I hope that you're doing well and facing life's challenges with hope, clarity, sound wisdom, strength, and faith and peace. Now, in today's episode, I'll complete part two from my topic, New Beginnings. My goal in part one was to lay the groundwork for what I believe new beginnings were from three different definitions and perspectives. On my People-Centered podcast, my focus for a new beginning is in terms of the inner man. With a strong spiritual foundation in seeking God for his wisdom and direction and having a safe core and community to share your hurts and disappointments and support in all aspects of your life, you'll be well on your journey towards stable and mental and emotional health. I believe that you will also have clearer perspective when making life choices and decisions for new beginnings in the external realm. You'll make healthier life choices for your work, relationships, whether it's romantic, family, or friends, or major moves, whatever's taking place uh, in your future. Now, for part two, I want to share a personal story in 2008, which led me to revisiting my topic of new beginnings. When my first book was published, Shaped by the Master's Hand, The Many Ways God Mends Broken Lives, my autobiography, my assistant at the time sent out my promo package, contacting different organizations so that I could promote my new book and share my testimony. From those packages, opportunities to speak at women's events opened up. I shared at small women conferences to recovery groups as a guest guest speaker. I even had the opportunity to lead a a codependent support group for families for a month at the Salvation Army. That was an absolutely fabulous experience for me, and I was honored to do so. Well, after the Christmas season in 2008, a woman invited me to speak at her breakfast for her woman's group on a Saturday, right after the New Year's. She wanted me to share my story and how I had found victory in starting from a new place of healing in my life. Now, these were believing women, women, excuse me. So in preparing for the event, I was seeking for scriptures pertaining to new beginnings. In my leadership Bible, I was led to Isaiah 40, verse 3. When I read the text, it was as if the Lord was showing me a roadmap of the path in which he had taken me on in terms of bringing about healing in my life, the hard work and toil and tears that I had experienced in my beginning stages and on my promising stages of a new beginning. I thought after reading that scripture in Isaiah and preparing to speak with the women, it came to my mind, do you ladies really want a new beginning in 2008? It's a lot more work involved than making New Year's resolutions. How much are you willing to change from old destructive patterns and behaviors? that may be counterproductive to the prayers that you want answered. And new beginnings are not easy to come by. And so my story most certainly looks at very similar to Isaiah 43. 
So with that in mind today, I kind of wanted to share with you the experience. That's why the second part of this, are you sure you want new beginnings? Here is the scripture, Isaiah 43. Listen, I hear the voice of someone shouting, make a highway for the Lord through the wilderness. Make a straight, smooth road through the desert for our God. Fill the valleys and level the hills, straighten out the curves and smooth off the rough spots. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Now in this passage, Isaiah is telling the people to prepare themselves for the Lord's majesty to be shown to them. Up until that point, Isaiah has been warning people that God was about to let them suffer the consequences of their sins by being taken captive by the nation of Babylon. But here in chapter 40, we see the Lord comforting his people and telling them that he will pardon their sins. Isaiah uh, says, lay the groundwork in verse 3, that the seeds of comfort may take root in the soil of adversity. The desert in this passage is a picture for the trials and struggles in Matthew 3, 3, when John the Baptist challenges his people to prepare for the coming Messiah. When I came upon this verse, it really struck me deep in my heart. This was the process that God used to bring healing into my life. I hope today as I share part of my testimony with you, that you will find personal application also. Now the voice in Isaiah 43, 40, verse 3 says things like make a highway. That to me likes make a space. Make straight, smooth, fill, level, straightening. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and seen by all. What would these steps look like? This kind of effort would require removing wreckage, digging up. Digging up and clearing trees and brush, leveling terrain, clearing dirt, rocks, garbage. Not a pretty clean or easy process. To fill in, to me, suggests a lot of rearranging, getting rid of, getting to the bottom, turning things upside down, removing old dead things, replacing it with new and fresh. I don't know a lot about construction or gardening work, but this stuff sounds like some hard work. But according to Isaiah, this is what it would take to make a way for the Lord's glory to come in and for a new beginning. So I'm asking you, as I continue to ask myself, do you really want a new beginning? Do you want to take on all of that work? That's where I wanted to go when I was sharing with those women and what I'm sharing with you right now. Getting to the bottom of turning things upside down. Emotional house cleaning, so to speak. Getting to the task of making a way for the glory of the God to be revealed in your life, in my life, and in our hearts. And to share how in some cases God accomplishes this monumental task so that we can have new beginnings. And some of this comfort is, is birthed in the midst of adversity. So what do you want to see healed in your life? Relationships? Now let's look at the external. New ministries, work changes, dieting, freedom from depression, more peace to stop procrastinating, healing from abuses that maybe no one knows anything about. We all want changes for the better, but how can we get them? 
And Isaiah 40, verse 3, addresses this question clearly. We have to look beneath the surface. I shared before in one of my podcasts about looking under the hood and kicking the tires, which is taking inventories. And then once we take our inventories and look at these things, we need to have people that are safe, like sponsors or prayer partners, that we can share these things with and they can pray with us and ask God to help remove some of these character defects and also taking action and partnering with God to help him to bring those those prayers to, uh, to pass. And then we also have to prepare the way for the Lord to come in. What are the crooked circumstances in your life right now that need straightening? What areas of struggle in your lives are still under the surface, enclosed in private, and remain unknown even by your closest friends? Do you walk around Every day pretending and saying the things are okay when they're not? Are you pretending when in reality you're hiding unresolved, unresolved excuse me, anger, shame issues, feelings of loneliness, or other painful wounds inside? Isaiah 40 verse 3 promises that if we prepare the way for the Lord, then his glory will be revealed for all to see. But as the verse implies, this can be grueling and painful work. There is a price to pay for new beginnings. The things we pray for in the external world, jobs, relationships, and changes, are oftentimes related to the world of the inner man. Our fears and pains and wounds are sometimes keeping us from the very things that we want to happen in our everyday life. And as if we truly want God to remove and have new beginnings, if we want change, we have to be willing to pay that price and allow the Lord to help in dealing and straightening, straightening out those deep and hidden internal things in our lives, areas where we are hiding. In reading one of my journals, in 1985, I prayed and cried on New Year's Eve, and I made resolutions for change. I begged the Lord for a new beginning. But I had no idea that in order for God to answer those prayers, it, it would require for me to stop hiding and pretending that everything was okay and to admit that my life was a mess. And so were the lives of my young sons at the time and my marriage was just about over. But then I had been saved for 10 years. I had been walking with the Lord all this time, but I had no idea that the Lord would require me to smooth out sick and twisted rough places in my mind and emotions, and walk in the wilderness of very long trials and trauma from physical, verbal, and sexual abuse. It would take over 20 years then, now it's 40, for him to begin to forge new paths that I had prayed for. This work would require me to level hills and mountains of dysfunction in the world of my uh, from my family that was riddled with drug and alcohol abuse and a host of other addictions and compulsions. I didn't know the price of a new beginning, and I didn't know that it would cause me so much pain. I wasn't aware of the insurmountable grief that I was going to have to go through, but God was faithful, and he answered my prayers, but not as I had envisioned. So as a new author, when I wrote my book, uh, Shaped by the Master's Hands, the many ways that God mends broken people. He touches every one of us. This is what I was talking about that day and what my book uh, shares. He touches each one of us in 
personal ways. The world where I came from and all of the abuse that, that I suffered gave me a heart and passion for those who also suffer in their mind and in their emotions, scars and wounds not seen by the naked eye. The depressed people, suicidal people, gamblers, all kinds of adversities. This is where my heart is to pray and walk with people who, as myself, have come from, from some of these uh, different circumstances in life. My mother and I had a chance um, back, I think it was around 2000, I want to say 9 or 10. We were on a show on TBN called Damascus Roads, and we both gave our testimony now, my mom is not here anymore, but my mother was molested. Um, and in the process of that molestation, I was a product of that. Now, I'll go in more later on in my testimony because that's not what I'm doing right now. But my mother was also molested as a young girl. And so we were able to tell our, our stories. So my heart goes out, according to Hebrews 12, 12 and Proverbs 31, 6, it says, it says that to, for us to strengthen the hands of, the, of people who, whose hands are weak and, and, and the feeble. I'm not going to go into all those scriptures right now, but, but in Proverbs it talks about speak for those who cannot speak for themselves in Proverbs 31, 6. Speak out for people who are broken and don't have a voice. And the reason why I felt led to speak to people, because sometimes even in the spiritual communities, People don't want to hear about all of that. They say that that was buried in the past and get on with it. And yes, it is buried in the past. It's covered by the blood of Christ. But there are healings and deep wounds that people need to address. And that's why I want to speak out with all the other voices now that are speaking out for people to get the emotional healing and help that they need. So in another episode, I will probably go into more in my... Um, testimony, but hopefully you will get my book shaped by the master's hand and read more about the story. But right now for this episode, I want to ask you, do you want new beginnings? Then don't be afraid to let the Lord take you into deeper places. The seeds of comfort may be rooted in the soil of adversity. This is for people that know the Lord or you don't. In the desert, you will find that there are oases, and I'm going to do a, a podcast on that subject too, on that topic. You just have to be persistent enough and keep going to find them. Comfort in the midst of my adversity came in the form of therapy. Brothers and sisters, we must be Christ's arms and heart and compassion. Healing is a personal and private matter. It's God's business how long it takes. Remember, God heals in many ways. So I leave with you that God does, does deal with people in many different aspects. So I had more here that I was going to share, but that's for another episode. So now in closing part two of New Beginnings, I hope that, <clears throat> excuse me, I shared some information that may cause you to contemplate healing and change in your life so that you can have new beginnings, whether you're just in the beginning stages of a new beginning or you're already on your path to a new beginning, uh, the promising stage keep going, don't stop, or please start towards a new beginning and your healing journey. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast out of your busy day. You can find me Lolita Coppage on Instagram, Facebook, my webpage, my website is Lolita Coppage Contemporary Arts Christian Artist. 
But before I go, I'd like to say a little prayer for you, you my listeners. Father, I pray that you would take the words that I'm sharing, Father, and place them um, personally to each person that's listening. God, you have a way. You are a separate God, an individual God. You love us corporately, but you love us individually. And each person out there has a different story, different set of circumstances, but you care and you know all things that you love them. And so I pray for those that don't know your son, Jesus, that they will open their heart and allow you to come in, Father, and to give you a chance, God. I pray that they know that you love them and that you died on the cross for their sins so that you can have a relationship with them and you're waiting for them. And for those who do know you, Lord, I pray that they will continue in their faith. Be with us during these times, Lord. There's so much pain and adversity out there, Lord. Financial struggles, people with health issues and people shooting people, Father. I just pray. I know that you're there. People think that, well, why do you allow these things uh, to happen? There's another side of that. There's an enemy, too, that people are not taking note of sometimes. So I want to pray and ask your blessings on people. So now remember, each week I tell you guys, don't give up. Run your race with endurance. That's in Hebrews 12. Obstacles can be stepping stones to new healings and breakthroughs. Don't give out from a place of emptiness when you have needs yourself. That's codependency. And don't give in to despair and hopelessness or suicide. Your Heavenly Father is waiting with open arms. Just run to Him. So until next time, God bless you and love you. Bye-bye.